Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast about Apple and the intersection of business, healthcare, and education. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Um, back on the show for a very timely episode, we have Jason Detburn from Adigy. Jason, welcome back to Apple at Work. Bradley, good to meet with you again. How are you doing? Oh, good, good. Uh, Run through the summer here. Uh, it is hot, and uh, it's hot in Chattanooga. We need some rain. It's in the it's in the nineties for the first time this year. But uh, nevertheless, fall fall is always coming, and it's be football season. It'd be nice. Um, but uh, this has been a, a, a wild week, um, uh, wild few weeks in the Apple uh, community, uh, specifically for Mac admins. But before we get to that chaos. Um, I want to take a step back and and talk about a uh, some some work you all did earlier in the summer on a watchdog utility and we covered it on nine to five Mac. I'll have a link to the show notes about it. Um, and you all took an interesting approach. So you saw a problem, you fixed it for your customers, and you fixed it for everybody else's customers. Um, so if you can, let's take a step back and, and say what was the problem that that your customers were having. Yeah. So. The patching utility originally was a command line operation um, that that was reliable and worked, and uh, it's been moved to MDM. Uh, during that process, though, the last year it's been quite broken. A lot of uh, a large percentage of devices get into a pretty stuck state, and they don't get out of it. <clears throat> so that's not just patching, but the MDM client, the thing that phones home to Apple and does all MDM commands on macOS, uh, was getting locked up. And we're seeing throughout the portfolio devices that were locked up for months at a time, um, which means not just the patching, but it's not it's not doing anything else. It's told to do via MDM. So <clears throat> the first job was to figure out what's the scope of this. What are the you know how can we start to remedy this? And we got ourselves to a point where everybody's been able to have. Um, you know, 90 plus percentile patching across the board at all times and MDM fully responsive. It's using Apple's utilities. There's nothing, there's nothing like a black magic about it, but Apple has been very specific about how to use these um, uh, sort of service restart utilities. And, uh, and we put them together in the right way, checking the right areas of when the device might be in different states. Um, and we felt like this was just too important to have to, for just the Adigy portfolio, uh, we made it publicly available to everybody. And so they're able to use that with whichever MDM that they're using to ensure the standalone um, watchdog utility is going to keep that device in an active, high health state, checking into MDM and doing what it needs to do. So that was that was the impetus of doing that. We, we all need to be in a, the best position possible for security. And there's just no reason to hoard that within our Adigy customers. Yeah, well, and I think that uh, makes a lot of sense because, and I think the Apple uh, community, specifically Mac admins, we have this like survival uh, mentality where we spent so long trying to justify, um, uh, the, like justify Macs at work, and so it's like anything that makes a Mac less attractive to use as as a work device, like we kind of as a community, relative, we need like and security is a community thing ultimately. And, um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, these are, I think you, you really identified the challenge of like when you change something that's working into something that's like maybe a next generation way to do something. Um, and, and, and not saying like what Apple did, their path forward here was wrong, but what this identifies is when you take a firm foundation that may be legacy and then move it to something modern, it's, it's really never perfect. Well, and you're, you're, you're really relying on the, you know, I used to say when, when you were managing Macs a few years ago, you didn't have the update util- the MDM utilities for things. You really had to rely upon an agent and, and it's still a very important 
piece of everybody's infrastructure. Because I used to say, if our agent ever stopped phoning home, we'd be out of business. And so we rely upon that MDM client for so much more every day that you just need to be able to keep a watch on it, keep it, keep an eye on it, and make sure it's it's phoning home and 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 doing the authoritative things that we need to do um, on a regular basis. So we're going to see that watchdog utility. I think if there's any ever any future bugs that start to happen, um, we'll be able to see very quickly that there's a, a lockup situation happening with it and, and hopefully remedy the sy- symptom for it. Well, the name of it, in, in hindsight, was perfect because it's not just a software update fix utility. Uh, now it's something that can be there as like again even even when apple fixes you know even when like all the software update bugs are resolved um you don't know the next bug and so like being able to kind of keep an eye of like this mechanism is really important well and and something that you know to remember too it's not as simple as like okay i i have my mdm window i can see my fleet uh oh i got a machine that's like that machine isn't hasn't phoned home in, in a week like what's going on I'll, I'll walk down that floor and check that device you can't do that like you actually may have never touched that machine so you have to have mechanism and like you may not have access to that machine that machine may be across the country across the world you have to have a mechanism to ensure that, that the protocols that, that Apple and, and your MDM technology have in place, like if there's a fail, it's, it's a really nice fail safe there. So I, yeah. I, you know, um, I think it's going to be just a useful utility long term. And it's not even just uh, – it's not projecting something bad about Apple at, at all. It's just recognizing that we have a, one single point of failure, and that's a problem mm-hmm. if, we, if we have one single point of failure. So um, together, I think we're going to be able to keep that, that device in, in a really good, solid state for a long time. Well, no, I agree. It's, it's I mean, um, Apple is a, a company full of people that write software that has bugs in it. And, and that's the true of any company. No software is perfect. Um, and, and again, things happen and, and you have regressions on, on things. Uh, so again, I think I, I really do all commend you. I really commend you all for releasing that to the community um, in, in such a way that could be deployed over in any MDM, because I think that recognizes the fact that like we are a community and um if people lose trust in the ability to manage Macs in the enterprise, that's you know that's a that's a negative for the community and, and the Mac admins community as a whole. So I think that was a that was a nice gesture for for uh, for the, your company. Um, you know, this week or, or as we're recording this this week, when this airs, it'll be uh, last week. Um, a little bit of chaos with the software update world. Uh, can you give us like take us down this timeline of this RSR rollout? Yeah, and, 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 and this was also yet another impetus. The, the first RSR that went out, we were ahead of that with our watchdog utility, f- frankly, and, and very thankful that we were because we need that foundation working in order for us to get the rapid security response um, RSRs that, that Apple puts out. And the, the goal of this is, hey, this is not an o- a normal update cadence, um, which we want to maintain and control for whatever purposes that update is, is really providing. But this is a, a true security update that has, you know, what, what at least from our latest uh, public disclosures, the first one they put out didn't actually have one, and that, that also created um, some challenges for most sort of security organizations say, we need a public disclosure if we're going to push a patch out. So they did on this last one. Uh, we can hope and assume they will uh, publicly disclose these as they go about. But this was an active exploit of the Safari WebKit vulnerability that somebody put out. And so it's 
it's an active exploit. We need to be able to patch it as quickly as possible. So this this highest level of the RSR. There's some fundamentals that I think it's really helpful for people to know. These aren't normal update mechanisms. It's applying the update as soon as it's released, but you're in this limbo state where the device has applied the update, but it's not fully applied until obviously the restart. It, it, but it, you get a kernel panic uh, in some cases, other scenarios. So you get... Right now, a lot of the community is feeling update fatigue. You've got regular updates that happen. You have these RSR updates that came out on Monday. Then you have one that was pulled. And then uh, the the C the C release um, yesterday. And And these are disruptive to the end user. But we have to keep the balance of, is it worth... And it always will be if we're able to mitigate uh, a bad active exploit um, to disrupt that end user's experience, stop what they're doing, apply a restart, potentially lose some data. Um, um, but it's just for everybody else to know, right now you don't want people lingering um, on a restart after RSR is applied an update because it does leave the machine in a very vulnerable state. And... Um, that's when you start to have black screens and kernel panics and stuff. So we're we're getting some additional capabilities so people can can um, can can at least have a small pause of period of time. But we have to, as a community, um, judge whether it's worth waiting on some of these things uh, because of that uh, end user experience versus the 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 need to get that security patch applied immediately across the whole fleet. Yeah, and it's it, it just is a it puts a bad um, taste in the end user's mouth and the the IT admin's mouth. It, you know, and again, I'm I'm especially thinking of like the reluctant Mac admin, um, the 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 one that's like I am like I I didn't sign up to be a Mac admin, but we over year, over the years we've added Macs and I've got to figure out how to manage them. And you've got this RSR that comes out, and you're like, all right, I guess I got to get this rolled out. It's important. Then there's like a bad, there's a bunch of bugs, and you got to pull it, and there's a bunch more, you know, that comes out a couple of days later, and it's like it's exhausting, but it. it, it Security, security vulnerability. When something's actively exploited, you you kind of can't ignore that. And um, and there's no right answer here. Like I'm not even faulting Apple. I mean, obviously, like they had an exploit. They this is why you probably this is why it's hard to brush out bug fixes because there are regressions. And but like, what's Apple supposed to do? Sit on this for two weeks and test test it well, uh, probably. But it's also that also doesn't make sense. So it's really this like just maze of decision making and. There are landmines across every path, and you're just trying to pick the best path you go down. You're exactly right. I, I couldn't have said any better. I think it's just the fact that we are going to have to figure out how to get through this, and no amount of planning um, for the best scenarios will be the case. We're just going to have to work through it as a community. Apple is uh, notorious for deciding this is where the hockey puck is going. We're going to go there. There's going to be some pain. Um, but the sooner we get there, the sooner we're all going to feel a lot better and be in a better position. Um, so, you know, we're trying to figure out the right ways to, to make it easy to apply with at least some, uh, you know, giving you a little bit of time to let your users know so that they can be prepared and ready and know that they've got a small window to apply this. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, 
Internet privacy and security, single sign-on, enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform. Businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. I, I think you're exactly right. And we're in this like weird couple year transition period towards like the future. And, uh, you know, I, I still remember 10 years ago when like, configuration profile pushing could get hung and like, you know, it was like, you know, again, a frustration and, and you have to go find, go find a machine and, and try to get it unstuck. And I think we're just in that transition period for, um, for the Mac. And I think it just highlights the, the real complexity of balancing, moving features forward, moving the OS forward, keeping things secure, um, keeping companies secure, but then also like not disrupting the end users and working. And I, I think probably if, if um, it's, it sounds funny, but like the old IT adage of like, just reboot it once a day, reboot it once a week and, and, you know, keeps the doctor at bay. It's here in this situation, it's kind of like, you're, it's a little bit not wrong. If, if you just, if you almost, if you just, you know, got in the habit of rebooting your Mac a couple times a week. Some of these problems, you know, you, you can you can keep devices out of these limbo states. And I don't know, like I, it's it's like one of those as I sit and as you know, we're recording this on Friday, and, and I, I just kind of think about um, if I was a Mac admin of a you know a fifty thousand uh, device fleet, and you've had this RSR rollout, like you're you're you feel beat up right now on the Friday when you've you know that's kind of probably dominated your week. Um, you know, you get this RSR, you're like, I got to get it out. We got active exploits. And then like Safari WebKit, you know, things are broken. Uh, I guess maybe this highlights the need to always have multiple browsers on the machine too. Um, and, and, you know, again, it did, maybe it didn't affect any local desktop apps, but think about how many SaaS apps were are, are, are strictly run in, in the web. So you're sitting here on a Friday feeling beat up and you really actually haven't accomplished anything. You, you, you got, you patched an exploit, but then the, you know, the patch broke other things and then there, you have to get it redeployed and you're sitting on a Friday and you just you're just tired and you, it's not like you got any projects move forward but um again that's I I, I don't know it, it's just everybody the community will will survive and you'll will grow um Apple will get fix these bugs and but it is it, I, I don't I don't envy like especially like y'all's engineers right now because it, again you're you're kind of in a way where you're playing whack-a-mole with with you know Apple's protocols a little bit yeah, I mean, and they're moving to a completely new protocol. Uh, I think this is also important for people to to know. While they're not going to need to do all this to you know tomorrow, um, the, the the MDM is an old infrastructure. It's been around for a long time, just for you know, mainly mobile devices, and it's uh, it's going away. Declarative device management is the new MDM platform, and. Um, Everything's going to be moving to that in a in a very fast pace as well. So you got to be able to w- work with vendors that are going to be able to move to this completely new infrastructure. Um, not the, uh, the the older MDM will be end of life at some point, and Apple definitely moves at a faster pace than most to do those things. So you know, there's only there's going to be less nimble companies that can um, pick up the new infrastructure, uh, declarative device management in a, in a in a fast way. 
Well, I, so. I actually, this is one of the reasons I love um, the MDM vendors that are that are you know kind of stay focused on on just Apple as well um, because it's like it's not. I mean, moving to declarative device management is a challenge, um, and, and the more nimble vendors can, can kind of pivot to that quicker and again skate to where the puck is going, um, and, and you know, and get there faster and get there in a more secure way. Um, it's not, it's not the the path isn't always perfect, but uh, I mean, I think this this just highlights also like Apple's growing importance in the you know in the enterprise as an endpoint. Um, Apple is moving quickly, uh, and again, they're going to break things along the way. But um, the, the reality is, the security threats are um, growing faster than any of us want to want to imagine. Um, and, and, and we've been saying this for fifteen years. But the more the, the more the Mac is as a dominant endpoint in the enterprise, the more it's going to be a, an attack vector. Um, and yeah. again, we're not going back to the days of you know. Service Pack One, Windows XP, when it is a it is an absolute chaos. I don't think, um, but um, you you just kind of can't. Apple can't rest on their laurels of security uh, in the enterprise because as it's a dominant enterprise endpoint, it's just going to be an attack target. Um, and then so vendors, you've just we, everybody, the whole community essentially just has to be running full speed ahead, and um, you know we'll, we'll yeah. have some bumps along the I, way. I, I look, and at the end of the day, I think this is still Apple pushing themselves to provide better security over time while it's disruptive. I think we do have to be appreciative of what they're doing from the X-Protect layer on the OS to, you know, what they're doing in, in rapidly, you know, pushing out security uh, patches and updates. They're, they're definitely trying to be the best custodian of doing this. We're just, we're going to be in a transition period to getting to a really stable place of that, um, that uh, security posture ongoing for sure. You know, one one of the things is we um, we wrap up here. I, I think I, I I think I've realized too, and I, this is a good thing. Um, users, I think, have become much more aware of security issues and are much more tolerant of IT teams having to move quick and potentially break a few things. Uh, I think people get the reality of hacks and breaches and um, the the fast pace of this um, more so than they would have, you know, 10 years ago. So I think it's like, even though these things are maybe are disruptive to end users, I think people, um, I think people sort of get it now because we've all, I mean, the news is dominated by hacks and breaches and et cetera. And I think people are much more tolerant of, Hey, things are, aren't always going to be perfect. But my IT team, um, um, they are trying to keep our company safe. That's right. I completely agree. And we, we shouldn't forget the fact that these sort of disruptions are something Apple internally feels uh, very directly, right? Because they're doing the same things at the same cadences as well. And, uh, and so anything that we're sort of challenged with and feeling, we, you know, we, we will obviously provide them a solid amount of feedback and they feel it as well. We'll get there. Um, but uh, as a community, we just got to keep plugging away and, and find the best ways to stay ahead of it without disrupting our users. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on Apple Orc to kind of recap the, the uh, recent few weeks events here around software updates. Um, we'll have some links in the show notes. You all had a, a blog post you put a few days ago um, about um, the RSR being pulled. Uh, and we'll also have a, a link in the show notes where you can go download that watchdog utility. Again, this, this watchdog utility is free to download. Um, even if you're not an Adigy customer, it works with, you know, all your major MDM. So, uh, again, I think it's, I think it's worth considering taking a look at. Um, you can just download it and try it out and see what it does. 
Um, but again, we, um, um, we're, we're in the midst of testing season. The public betas are now out. So if you're not testing it, your company, if you're not testing Sonoma, iOS 17, iPad OS 17, you really got no excuse now. The public betas are out. Get those things, start testing them, uh, break some things and, and file your feedback to Apple. And, uh, and you know, it's, as, as we always say in the Apple community, fall is coming and, uh, it, it's coming quickly. So, uh, Jason, again, thanks for always coming on the show. Thanks for the great work at Adigy, And we'll talk to you again real soon. Always a pleasure.